name is Jamie Clemens, and I will be discussing how the lack of education and Christianity subdued the slaves, but protected the slave owners. Also, I'll be discussing the effects of slavery on women and how far they would go to protect their children. In the story, Harriet highlights the fear of a mother who could lose her children at any moment, as well as the constant fear of being sexually harassed. I would give examples from the book, Incidents in the Life of a Slave Girl, written by Harriet Jacobs. I'll first start by discussing how the lack of education affected the slaves. In chapter one, we read how Harriet's mistress teaches her to read and write after her mother's passing. Slave owners feared that if more slaves were educated, it would threaten their authority. They made it a crime for them to learn on their own and for anyone to teach them. Slaves saw education as a way to communicate more effectively, effectively among one another and for some to construct better plans to escape. If a slave could read signs and maps, they would have a better chance of making their way north. Knowledge has always been power. This book is a good example of a slave learning to read and write and what they are capable, capable of when educated. Jacob's dialect is an important part of the slave narrative. Her use of perfect English made it hard for anyone to know that she was really a slave writing an autobiography about her own life and using, <clears throat> by using the pseudonym of Linda Brent. Although Harriet wanted to keep her story private, she believed telling her story would help, her help the anti-slavery movement. A lot of slaves did not want their owners to know they could read or write for fear of punishment. But in the chapter, Tied to New Life, William Harris' brother, who taught himself to read and write, was able to begin working in Dr. Flint's office. Anytime a slave was allowed to work in the big house instead of the fields was considered an incompetent an accomplishment. Next, we'll move on and talk about how Christianity subdued the slaves. We read in chapter 5 how Christianity is viewed differently between Harriet's grandmother and her son Benjamin. Harriet's grandmother is old school and she believes God has something amazing waiting for her and her family after death if they are steadfast in their prayers and beliefs. She believes they should follow their master's orders and they will be rewarded in the end. Benjamin, on the other hand, wants his freedom and rewards now. I mean, can we blame him? So he decides to escape. Something that Benjamin says to his mother while in jail after she asked him if he thought about God before deciding to escape really made me feel some type of way. He says, no, I did not think of him. When a man is hunted like a wild beast, he forgets there is a God, a heaven. He forgets everything in his struggle to get beyond the reach of the bloodhounds. Now, I don't know about anyone else, but I see his response as valid. You are running for your life, and I can see how it would be easy to question God. So much about slavery does not make sense. How can God allow his people to be treated worse than animals for so long? I'm, now I'm going to share a snip of Denzel Washington in the movie Malcolm X starting for the first time what the Bible actually says about black and white people. Black, destitute of light, devoid of color, enveloped in darkness, hence utterly dismal or gloomy as the future looked black. Pretty good with them words, ain't you? Soiled with dirt, foul, sullen, hostile, forbidding as a black day foully or outrageously wicked as black cruelty 
indicating disgrace, dishonor, or culpability. And there's others, black male, black ball, black guard. Yeah, well, there's some more, right? Let's look up white. pure snow, uh, reflecting all the rays of the spectrum, the opposite of black. Uh. In chapter 13, Nat Turner is introduced to the story. The slave owners used religion to make sure the slaves were obedient to their masters and did not murder them. The Bible says, servants be obedient to them that are your masters according to the flesh, with fear and trembling in the singleness singleness of your heart as unto Christ. Okay, so I'm not sure about y'all, but never ever have I heard this part of the Bible being preached in my church. It's pretty convenient how some parts of this is left out, right? Take My Hand, Precious Lord, um, is a song that a lot of the slaves would sing um, when they were feeling discouraged, distressed, and just just reaching out to God, wanting to know, or just wanting to receive some kind of help during the hard times that they were presented with. move on and talk about slavery's effect on women. It was in chapter 5 where Dr. Flint began to pursue Harriet. She was 15 years old now and he had warned her that she was his property and he would do with her what he wanted. Flint symbolizes the, the defining qualities of slavery, lust, corruption, and brutality. There were no laws to protect her as an enslaved woman. I could not imagine having to live in constant fear of being raped or even killed. No one was able to protect her from her master. She is condemned for being a beautiful woman. She is degraded by her master because of her beauty, and she was ha- and she is hated by her mistress because of her beauty. During slavery, women were victims of sexual abuse, forced prostitution, breeding, and rape. I think about women who have partners and families. I think about the shame and embarrassment they must have felt, and it's almost unbearable for me to think about. Women and children were the ones who were affected the most by slavery. 
women knew slave owners depended on them to reproduce to increase the slave population, which in turn made them more money from free labor. As a mother myself, it would be devastating to have my children taken away from me. The irony is how slave trades broke up families. Jacobs has to choose between being free or staying to watch her children grow up. And slave women never knew if or when their children would be taken. All they could do was beg and pray that God would allow them to keep their children. In the, chi- in the chapter, chapter titled The Flight, Harriet makes a decision to protect her children. Because she is unwilling to submit to Dr. Flint's abuse, she is going to be sent to work in the fields along with her children. She does not want to leave her children, so she devises a plan to hide in the crossways of her grandmother's attic. The longer she stays in the attic where she cannot sit or stand, she becomes physically disabled. If this is not an example and a true testament of the greatest dreams a mother will go through to protect her children, I don't know what he is. By the end of the story, Harriet and her children are able to spend time together in Boston. She spends some time in England caring for Mr. Bruce's daughter. This is the first time that she is able to enjoy freedom from prejudice in her entire life. Although Harriet wants to be free, she is grateful to Mrs. Bruce, who is still her employer when she writes this book. This book was an amazing read. Um, and I really enjoyed this pot, uh, and I hope you enjoy this podcast and I enjoy talking about the book.